This is Dr. Edward Gaber. This discussion is on fibromyalgia syndrome. Fibromyalgia symptoms consist of widespread sharp or dull muscle pains with muscle tender spots. These tender spots of the muscles and sometimes tendons or ligaments are called trigger points. The trigger points are most often in the trapezius muscles, the muscles running from the base of the back of the neck to the shoulders, and the paravertebral muscles, the muscles running down the back close to the spine. Also involved can be the buttocks, legs, arms, and even around the head causing headaches. Patients often say, I hurt all over or I feel like I have the flu all the time. The pain must be present for at least three months, but it can wax and wane. And at least 11 out of 18 designated tender points should be present to make the diagnosis. AAPT criteria say only three out of nine tender points are needed to make the diagnosis. Chronic fatigue with non-restorative sleep, trouble thinking called fibrofog by patients, depression and anxiety are often present. Muscle weakness, irritable bowel symptoms, tension and migraine headaches, and chronic bladder or pelvic pain are not uncommonly associated with fibromyalgia. Actually, three to 5% of people have fibromyalgia. The prevalence increases with age, but children may also have it. 85% of fibromyalgia patients are women. It is the most common cause of generalized muscle pain in women between the ages of 20 and 50. Despite all this pain, there's no evidence of muscle inflammation. Research suggests this is a real disorder of pain regulation with central sensitization, which is a brain pain processing disorder with increased sensitivity to random pressure, even in non-trigger point areas. Hyperalgesia, which is increased pain perception, and allodynia, which is pain associated with a stimulus that naturally, normally produces no pain are present. There is even hypersensitivity to loud sounds and to thermal and electrical stimulation. There is no hypervigilance looking for pain, so it is not a syndrome from being anxious about pain. Functional MRI images showed dysfunction of the insular area of the brain. We can induce fibromyalgia in college students by waking them up every time they try to enter the dreaming phase of their sleep while watching their EEGs. After five nights, they all have fibromyalgia. Many people also think there are tiny hypersensitive nerve fibers around every trigger point because of the immediate and great relief fibromyalgia patients feel after dry needling these areas. Fibromyalgia can get worse with insomnia, 
or sleep apnea, producing chronic fatigue and chronic joint pains from all types of arthritis, from restless leg syndrome and from depression. We must differentiate fibromyalgia from other chronic pain conditions. My mother and grandmother both had polymyalgia rheumatica, first described by the Lee Clinic in Boston. The key to this disease is muscle stiffness, especially around the neck area in the morning. But the stiffness also can occur with fibromyalgia. However, if the SED rate is high, it probably is polymyalgia rheumatica. The SED rate is usually over 100. If the SED rate is not high, the C-reactive protein will be high, suggesting muscle inflammation. Polymyalgia rheumatica responds dramatically to steroids and is controlled pretty easily eventually with low-dose steroids. It is important to identify polymyalgia rheumatica as it is associated with temporal artery or giant cell arteritis, which can cause sudden blindness. All types of arthritis should be considered if the pain is truly in the joints rather than in the muscles, such as arthritis from autoimmune disorder like lupus or mixed connective tissue disease. But 40% of patients with autoimmune disorder, especially lupus and Sjogren's syndrome, also have fibromyalgia syndrome. Rheumatoid arthritis is now diagnosed with the 1433 test or the anti-CCP blood test as well as the rheumatoid factors and SED rates and the symptoms of morning stiffness and symmetrical joint pains, but stiffness in the hands that last over 60 minutes. Arthritis from Lyme disease, dengue fever, Zika virus must be considered Dengue is rampant in the tropics. It is called breakbone fever. There is evidence that dengue fever is in Key West, Florida. Spondyloarthropathies associated with the HLA-B27 gene can cause arthritis of the spine, joints, ligaments, and tendons, and also cause inflammation or uveitis of the eyes. The spondyloarthropathy umbrella includes Reiter's syndrome, R-E-I-T-E-R, apostrophe S, psoriatic arthritis, arthritis associated with inflammatory bowel disease, or salmonella shigella in the gut, and ankylosing spondylitis with bamboo spine and decreased range of motion in the spine and marked stiffness in the low back in the morning. All types of diseases that affect the muscles themselves need to be ruled out. 10% of people have muscle aching in the first year they are on statin drugs for cholesterol, but only a very, very rare patient gets rhabdomyolysis or muscle destruction with statins. Monitoring the CPK muscle enzymes regularly on statins can pick this up quickly. There is also a rare inflammatory myopathy that statins can cause, cause called inclusion body myopathy. 
a muscle biopsy can diagnose this. Inflammatory myopathy usually is from the autoimmune diseases of polymyositis and dermatomyositis. The usual antinuclear antibody tests can be negative with these diseases, and the MDA5, JO1, and MI2 antibodies should be done, and the CPK can be helpful to make the diagnosis. But the Quest lab now has a myositis-specific 11 antibody panel that can pick up the lung disease complication of these diseases and the cancer-associated dermatomyositis. As for muscle weakness, especially in the elderly, the 25-hydroxyvitamin D level can tell us if the weakness is from vitamin D deficiency or just lack of exercise. Thyroid tests and calcium levels are done routinely as part of the workup for fibromyalgia. With fibromyalgia patients, small fiber neuropathy with diminished sensation to cold in the feet can be found. Also, autonomic neuropathy with faintness on standing sometimes is seen. As for treatment, the first treatment is the treatment of the sleep disorder with medicines that enhance dreaming like amitriptyline, also called Elevil, or melatonin, which you should get only the vegetarian type. Oscilloscopes show the only time our muscles totally relax is when we are dreaming. When we are dreaming, there's a straight line on the oscilloscope. Perhaps so we can't jump out of bed when we have a nightmare. It is important to get more sleep also. Treatment of depression that often comes with chronic pain is very important. Cymbalta and SNRI can help both sleep, depression, and pain. Many patients with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder have fibromyalgia and treatment for ADHD may help. One study actually showed that 50% of fibromyalgia patients actually have ADHD. We encourage aerobic and anaerobic exercise. We tell our patients the exercise will make them hurt worse for the first four to six months, but is the only way to get rid of fibromyalgia. One study showed fibromyalgia on the average lasted 14 years, so we must exercise to shorten the course, but start slow and go slow. The pains are often worse after exercise, but not during exercise. Trigger point injections. Trigger point injections can give immediate, miraculous relief that often lasts two weeks. In my clinic, we dry needle 24 trigger point areas in the trapezius and paravertebral muscles. Lyrica, or pregabalin, in doses up to 300 milligrams twice a day, and also high-dose Neurontin or Gabapentin can help. But we start with very low doses and give each level of dose four days to kick in. 
low-dose naltrexone, also called LDN. According to NIH, naltrexone in a low dose of 5 milligrams a day can be beneficial for fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue syndrome. A compounding pharmacist can take the usual 50 milligram naltrexone tablets and separate it into 5 milligram containing capsules. Hormone adjustments in women may help. Read the book Estrogen Matters by Dr. Avram Blooming and Carol Tavris. Muscle relaxers <clears throat> seen, seem only to help a rare patient with fibromyalgia. Magnesium supplementation may help. If there's no kidney insufficiency, I prescribe three or four source natural brand magnesium malate tablets to be taken every night, but not at the same time as their statin, as magnesium can inhibit the statin absorption. Magnesium oxide is not absorbed as well. Three source natural magnesium malate tablets is equal to 425 milligrams of magnesium. Opioids like hydrocodone and oxycodone makes things worse and are addicting. They actually lower the pain threshold, the threshold that patients perceive they are in pain. Namemda used usually for Alzheimer's disease, can raise the muscle pain threshold in some patients and help. Zofran, usually used for nausea, actually can help fibromyalgia, migraine, and some cerebral palsy patients with spasm. In 1900, they just about only had aquatherapy. Dry heat and wet heat can be very helpful. A handheld shower massager directing very hot water to aching muscles can help, but don't burn yourself. Hot tubs with hot jets of water can help, and saunas can be very relaxing. Biofeedback relaxation training combined with physical therapy, massage therapy, acupuncture, which is different than dry needling, and cognitive behavior therapy have shown benefits. A multidisciplinary approach with the physician, the physical therapist and occupational therapist, and the psychologist with group or individual therapy and relaxation biofeedback therapy is the best way to help fibromyalgia patients with their chronic, very persistent pain. There are several fibromyalgia associations on the internet that give helpful information. I hope this discussion has been helpful.